Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches. Powered by Kettlebell Kitchen is a goal-based meal delivery service that believes in fueling the body with high-quality, nutrient-dense foods to help you perform your best. Head over to kettlebellkitchen.com and use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. Well, welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm your host, editor Heather Hartman of Box Pro Magazine, and I'm here with Tia from CrossFit Florian. Tia, how are you doing today? You feeling good? I'm good, yeah. Yeah, well, awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. So we have some specific things we want to talk about, but of course, before we do that, I always love to start with a story, the story of how you came to CrossFit. I mean, how you came into this crazy industry that we just know and love so much. Okay, so thank you for having me. Um, I discovered CrossFit back in 2010. I was interning for my last internship of PT school, um, and I was working on a patient that was cross-training for the Boston Marathon. And I was like, oh, what are, what are you doing for, like, other than running? And he was like, oh, I'm doing CrossFit. I had never heard of that before. And, um, and obviously, it was a little bit newer in 2010, a little bit less mainstream, but um, so I looked it up because I was like, well, being the good PT student I am, um, I should look this up and know what he's doing so I can keep myself informed. Um, and he was going, to, he was actually going across at New England. I was out in Natick. So I lived in Whitman at the time at my parents' house and I Googled where the closest box was and it was about two miles from my parents' house, um, across at Synergy in Hanson. And so I didn't really think much of it, just Googled a little bit of what was going on and carried on the rest of my internship. And that was that. I graduated school and then spent the next like six months or so just kind of going to the gym, running on the treadmill, taking a spin class and just not being very enthused by any of that, but knowing that that's what I should be doing. Um, So finally, I, you know, revisited the website of Synergy CrossFit and Hanson and showed up and looked through their garage bay doors and watched class um, for about 30 minutes and was too scared to go in. So then I know, so crazy. And then I drove away and was like, okay, well, that was a good start to cross it. Um, Went back the next day and finally walked back. At least you went back. I did. I did. I was terrified. Um, Went back the next day, walked through the doors and then started my foundations the next morning at 5am. And here we are eight years later. Oh my gosh. So I know. So you were so afraid that you wouldn't go in, but why did you go back then? Um, I'm, I'm truly, I can't even remember why I went back, but I was like, I I had always had such an easy time with fitness. I played college softball. I, you know, was like competitive through that for so long and never had a problem being in the gym or training for sports or being at the track or doing whatever I needed to do. But I don't know why I was so intimidated by it. And then I was like, all right, well, we'll just try again the next day and finally walk back in. I don't know why I was so scared. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's nerve-wracking starting something new and then probably seeing it and probably seeing whatever they were doing probably was like, wow, that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, they just kept going and going and going. And I'm like, how long is this class? Like, I'm so tired just watching them. I know. It was wild. And luckily, the doors were wide open, so I could just be like the creep in the parking lot watching. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. You probably weren't. I mean, you're not the only one who's that creepy. No, I can't. I can't be. No, No, I'm sure everyone does that. So so eight years later, you you walk back to the gym. You're you're in this industry. You're doing this thing. So how did you come to CrossFit Florian then? 
So that same gym, um, Synergy and Hanson, they're one of like Massachusetts kind of original, like six or seven CrossFit gyms. Um, one of my owners was going to CrossFit New England at the time. And then the other guy was just working out the firehouse. And we had put together a regionals team in 2012, I believe. And he, one of Bill, one of the owners competed on our regionals team. So he was in our gym every so often um, training with the team. And then they had also participated in our first responders challenges. So that was basically teams of any type of first responder. And you did, it was almost like the CrossFit Open before the Open even started. You're, you do like six weeks of workouts in your home gym, uh, video them, send in your scores, honor system, all that. And then we would ev invite everyone to our big gym and have a big like throwdown. Everyone gets reseated, that whole kind of thing. So we kind of invented the CrossFit Games before they really started. <laughs> but don't tell the CrossFit Games that. <laughs> no, don't let anybody know that. But we, you know, laid the groundwork for that. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I love that. Totally. And CrossFit Florian always had like the coolest outfits. They had outfit changes for every workout, shorts, shirts, headbands, socks. Like they had it all. And I was like, those guys are legit. And they were so good. I was always stuck judging them. They were so, so nice. Um, and they were, they won all the time. And I'm like, I want to be with those guys, but I loved my gym. Right. <laughs> so, um, and then in 2015, I bought a house that was closer to CrossFit Florian and it's kind of like halfway in my way to work. So I had dropped in a couple times and just known a few of the guys, just mostly the first responders. Um, and then, so I joined in 2015, just in like a very, um, like athlete role. It wasn't coaching. I had left another gym that I was coaching at and just, you know, it wasn't right anymore. Um, and then, so I was, joined 2015, like the fall started coaching a mobility class in January ish. So 2016, then started coaching regular adult class and then started the girls program in 2017. So wow. I've been there since. Yeah. 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 And things have changed. And so. So it's really just the outfits that got me there. <laughs> I love that. Honestly, I, that would have drawn me into because I'm. Yeah. Part of the fun of working out is like right. figuring out what you're going right. to wear for the workout that day. Yeah. And let's be Cool real. headbands, cool t-shirts yeah. got me in. And competition. You're like, ooh, what am I going to wear for competition day? Like, I know. <laughs> yeah, and I still, I'm still biased to our swag. So we're good. I love that one. I love how like even the outfit changes, they had different outfit changes for every workout. I'm like, that is right. very CrossFit game. That oh yeah. That I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we invented it. Yeah. I love that. I love that idea. So <laughs> we'll, we'll just say that you guys are inventors of that and we'll let um, Dave Castro know one day. Yeah. So <laughs> let him, I'll, we'll let him know. <laughs> yeah. So, so you brought something up, you brought up the girls program and that's what we, we got connected over and I want to talk to you about today. So little, little, uh, bit on the girls program um tia is the you are the teen girls program director that's just such an official title I it love was it. so official yeah <laughs> um of the crossfit florian's girls team program and you said you have uh, about 130 girls in the program right now correct yeah yeah that is incredible so i would just obviously they're doing something right if they have 130 girls so i was like tia let's let's chat about this and and so Let's why don't chat. you go ahead and give us a little bit of uh, what is the Teen Girls program? Um, get, paint us a little picture of what that looks like and, and what they go through. All right. So um, it's basically just CrossFit in a conditioning program that uses CrossFit um, and just 
it just applies it a little bit more to like the teen girl population um working in pt and for 10 years and then doing crossfit as well like as the side gig and coaching softball i was like these girls need um something something more but that's still safe for them and not that any part of crossfit isn't safe but it can just be a little bit tailored more specifically to the girls so we have two, two programs now the teen program is girls ages 13 to 18 and then the preteen program is girls nine or ten um we let some of the nine-year-olds in that are just a little bit more mature they're ready to move out of crossfit kids class and into the preteen class um and nine to 12 year olds so we have seven classes a week for the teen girls they have four crossfit classes two weightlifting classes in a speed and agilities class and then we have one preteen class that we do on Friday mornings that we're hoping to expand. Um, so yeah, we now have about 75 to 85 teen girls and about 50 to 55 preteen girls. That's, I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, and it's yeah. seven classes a week for the teen girls. So I am kind of curious, what is the difference um, in coaching slash programming for the preteen and the teen girls? So the preteen girls, so they're so cute. They, most of them have just started. Some of them have been in CrossFit Kids or their parents come to CrossFit. So they get like a little bit of a glimpse of it, but it blows my mind. So kids don't play as much anymore. They, they come home from school and they either go like directly to their very specific sports or they are like inside a little bit more. So it looks a little bit, it's certainly a little bit more structured than CrossFit Kids, but it's still a little bit more play-based. We spend a lot more time like building their foundational skills. We focus a lot more on mechanics. Um, we work a lot on core strengthening and they, they have a lot more, not that the older girls don't have as much supervision, but these girls, there's, you know, there's 50 of them, but we've got three extra coaches in there that are kind of have eyes on them at all times. So, and we use their, their body weight mostly. Sometimes we bust out some 10 pound plates or 10 pound dumbbells that we'll, like weight them with but for the most part just all body weight stuff okay and then once you get to the teen girl that's maybe when you kind of start incorporating more weightlifting and like you have two weightlifting classes yeah yeah so the teen girls they certainly use I mean even the little girls it's hard to use the bike because some of them aren't even tall to be on the assault bike so (laughs) we have to find other options um but the older girls yeah they they have there's two specific weightlifting classes that for the girls that want to learn more about the olympic lifts and squat and bench a little bit more and then in the regular class we don't use a ton of barbell stuff just because class can get so big um, but they certainly get a small glimpse of it into into it so that they know if they want to do more they can join weightlifting yeah so how did this come about then I mean because it sounds like you, you saw a need uh, how did it come about and, and and grow even into 130 girls that it is today Oh my gosh. Um, so I was coaching high school softball and my girls were just not fit. And it was making me so sad because I was like, Oh girls, <laughs> they were saying that tryouts was so, were so tough. I'm like, girls, they we're just doing like high knees across the gym and some stations. Like this shouldn't be so hard. And they were like, I don't know. Your, your tryouts are so hard. I'm like, all right, well, this is not going to be how this goes. So I was the the high school softball team is in the neighboring town to CrossFit Florian um, in Walpole, and so I went to my box owner. His name's Bo, and he has three girls as well, and the other one has two girls. So I'm like, hey, can can I start a teen girls conditioning program? And they were like, uh, yeah, sure. If you get ten girls, then you can run it. 
all right, sounds good. So they were like, you can do it after all the adult classes are over and you know, you're basically in charge of everything. Program it all. We'll just keep the gym open for you. All right, sweet. So I saw that opportunity and like marketed just a little bit. Basically I communicate through um, Twitter for the softball girls. So I put it on Twitter. I had the athletic director send it out, had the athletic trainer send it out. Um, and then we put just a few flyers up on the website and basically just spread it to the members so that they can bring their teenage daughters to class. Cause other than the softball girls, I didn't really know a ton of teenage girls in the area. Um, so I gave myself probably three or four weeks to market it and we ended up with 11. So I was like, all right, well, all systems go. We've got hey, one more better than 10. What? I think that's awesome. Yeah. One more than necessary. Um, and only like three or four of them were from the softball team. So I don't really know. Obviously, I'm not sure what happened there. The, the times have changed now and the volume is much more higher from the softball program. But um, most of it was, you know, from my box owners, from his daughters, and then some of the parents, their kids that they showed up with them. So I just went with it. And that's kind of how it got going. The first 10 week session, 11 kids. If I could go back to that now, it would be a dream come true to just have 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what is the difference between coaching 11 and, like, 75 to 80 in a class? So, class never gets over 40, which I'm lucky. That's good. Um, and that 40 always happens. It, it's the same, like, with the adult classes when it's, like, a special workout, like, when the girls do Murph or when it's a pre-holiday class, like we have a, always have one the last day of, um, before Christmas break, they have a big class. So that's when like the volume gets higher. But a regular class now is probably like 25 to 30. And I have two coaches, me and another coach. So it's super manageable now. Um, but it lost a little bit, before I was able to hire another coach, it lost a little bit of its, um, some of its like specialty, area and the feeling of it only because when I had 11 I felt like I got to know them so well I knew everything about them I you know I communicated with them all during class after class I knew you know what necklace they were wearing to prom and then I don't know I was apparently had lots of input on that what color their nails would be or blah 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 you name it whatever like a teenage girl life yeah I mean I'd like to think so and then it got it grew a little bit faster than I could handle and I felt like I lost a little bit of that like that relationship with them which is I feel like kind of what built the program is that they knew I knew about them they knew about me you know I knew what they wanted to do when they got older what their favorite fruit was what their favorite color was and then for a little while I was you know, overwhelmed with even just learning their names. Mm. So that was a little bit hard for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think grew it so quickly and made it take off? (laughs) Um, Some of the girls tell me it's the music, which (laughs) is fine. We, um, we bump some SoundCloud and we just keep it lively in there. And then I think some of it is just, you know, it's so different from sports, right? There's no, there's no opportunity to perform poorly. And I think that they thrive on that. I have a lot of kids that don't even play sports um, or organize sports. Some of them are like gymnasts, more individual athletes, but um, a lot of them don't play sports at all, which I don't know if it, it became that way prior and they were a little overwhelmed with sports or if it's just not in their nature or, 
if they found CrossFit and they're like, all right, yeah, this is good. So, I mean, we certainly encourage them to continue playing their team sports and rotate out of class when it's their like big prime season. Um, but I think, I think that opportunity to never, never disappoint a coach or, you know, never have a ton of pressure on you is, is kind of what they thrive off of in class. That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like kids nowadays, I mean, heck adults, like there's so much pressure on everyone to perform and to perform well. And it's just, I could see how that would be exhausting versus coming to a CrossFit class where it's like, Hey, let's just have fun and like get you fit. So yeah, yeah. just do your walk through the doors. We'll take care of the rest. Just give me, give me your best for an hour. Yeah. So um, have you seen a difference though, like in uh, softball and coaching the girls in softball? Yeah. So they, they, <laughs> they tell me if that, well, I mean, eventually they'll hear, they'll hear this, but they tell me I'm much more fun at CrossFit than I am at softball <laughs> <laughs> and softball. I don't know. Softball. There's, there's, you know, there's rules and I'm, I am employed by the school and you know, I, I don't, I let them in, but not as far as I do at CrossFit. So it's funny when they come to CrossFit, I, I'm much more loose. The music is much louder. It's much more casual. They're like, you're a drill sergeant at softball and we get to CrossFit and, you know, they roll in five minutes late and I'm like, it's fine, girls. Like, this is apparently what time the universe needed you to get here today. Like, they're like, what? This doesn't even make sense. But they're late to softball and I'm like, all right, take a couple laps until I'm ready for you. So, that's funny yeah, yeah. But and then right, like it's different it's different roles it's different coaching roles depending yeah on, like, what you're doing totally different mm-hmm. and the girls um they're they the other girls that like when a new softball girl tries to, like makes the team or whatever they're like oh you gotta come to crossfit and she's like i don't i don't know it seems hard if if this is what practice is like i can't imagine spending four hours a week with her and then they're like no 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 no, no. she's way more fun way more fun at crossfit i'm like thanks come on so it's good. But so has that been helpful too? Like probably because you said when you started, not a ton of softball girls did it. You only had like four or five versus now you have a lot more. Is it kind of like, oh, a few did it. They loved it. So they're like, everyone else should come. Yeah. I certainly think that they chit chat among each other and, um, you know, kind of in pressure, pressure each other to come. And it just makes it a little bit more fun when your teammates are there and you get to see your teammates out of season too. Yeah. I was going to say, does, I mean, does it help with the bonding on the team and stuff? Yeah, it, well, it's funny because you'll be like, oh, the girls that come to CrossFit and then the girls that don't. You can tell, you can tell at tryouts who who trained prior to softball practice and um, or softball trials rather, and who did not. Dang, that I mean, so it's good. Yeah, it's cool. But so beyond the softball girls, I mean, is it mostly member team, like other teams of members now, or like? Who else is coming? So I think it's probably 50 50. Um, it seems to be like once I wiggle into one little piece of a friend group, then the next class, like, oh, can I bring this girl? And then there's another couple Instagram messages, like, can I bring this girl? Can you send me the waiver for her? Can you forward this to her mom? And it just kind of spreads like among friend groups. And then there's certainly a lot of like CrossFit friends, you know, kids from Canton are friends with kids from Walpole and they just know each other from CrossFit or I'll you know, go to the hockey rink and I'll see kids from all different towns and they're like, oh, hey, and they all know each other from CrossFit. That's one of the things that they, um, I think that they like the most is that they have their CrossFit friends and then they have their school or sports friends, you know, just like the adults do. I have my CrossFit friends and my work friends and my life friends. So Mm -hmm. yeah, there's different, yeah, there's different connections. I know. I think you had said that you all have spread to like 10 surrounding towns or something like that, which is really neat. 
it's awesome. Yeah. I'm learning. Well, it, it spreads us a little thin too. We try to get to their like in season. We try to get to some of their sports games. Um, it's easier oh. when the towns play each other, but we try to like once a season, try to show up at one, one game or we try really, really hard. It's never, it's not easy. Um, but we try. It's it's nice to see the parents in a different element. It's nice to see the girls in a different element. So it's fun for us to go see the girls. No matter if you're looking to lose weight, build muscle, or just crush PRs, Kettlebell Kitchen is here to help make it happen. Head over to kettlebellkitchen.com and use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. Well, I think that speaks to the element, kind of what you brought up before, where... Um one of the reasons why you think it was successful was because you built relationships with these girls and you got connected with them. And even that element of, oh, we're going to go to their games that they're basically training for in CrossFit. I think that's another element of like, oh, this, this is, this is uh, personable and there's a relationship being built and it's more than just come to class, get a workout, leave. So right. I just think that is really cool. Like that's really neat to you. I could see how yeah, very thank hard you. though. <laughs> Yeah, it keeps me running in a lot of different directions. And I, you know, have to admit, I'm a little bit biased to um, sports that I like a little better, which is so bad. But I'm learning a lot about field hockey. I didn't know anything about field hockey, but (laughs) I'm learning. um, In the spring, it's really tough. So those lacrosse girls and some of the other softball teams, it's really hard with my own schedule to make it to any other games. But I certainly give it my best effort. Yeah. Yeah. Or send my other coaches. Yes. No. And that, yeah, that's really interesting. So, and is there, do you have to train them differently for different sports or is it kind of all the same? So the PT in me says, yes, train them a little bit differently. Um, But for the most part, I'm when they're in season or at least um, fall, winter and spring, the, the training is much more broad so we can kind of get away with just kind of hammering them all the time. Um, when it's like, so let's say I have a hockey girl, she comes to weightlifting, but in hockey season, I only let her come to weightlifting once. Um, she was like getting ready to play in the semifinal state, the state semifinal game. And, um, you know, we changed her program that those couple weeks a little bit. And I just scaled her down to make sure that she was ready for hockey. And she wanted to keep coming to keep moving. She said it makes her feel like loose and strong. Um, but she certainly scaled back a little bit because hockey was her priority then. Okay. And is that something you talk with each of them individually of like, hey, your season's coming up. We need to scale you back. Come only like yeah. two or three times a week versus all seven. Right. Yeah. No, I certainly, especially our like super competitive athletes, um, things are scaled to them. And I have conversations with them. And they're usually the older girls, so they understand. They get it. They get the concept of like, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't do too much. <laughs> yeah. However, we did have a um, a summer competition, the summer showdown. And the two girls that won literally walked off the soccer field into the first workout, didn't warm up, just changed their T-shirt, and ended up winning the entire competition. Yeah. <laughs> Swept three events and took second in the fourth. That's amazing. Wild. Yeah, Dang, they were so tired. Them. Oh, I'm sure they were exhausted. Yeah. Like, yeah, I totally understand that. <laughs> they were awesome. They competed in our RX division and they're in seventh grade. So wow. super, super impressive. Yeah, them. no one no one saw it coming. That is we really cool. We were impressed cool. by them. Yeah, I mean, that, that just, I mean, that shows that y'all are doing something right over there. So thanks. Yeah, yeah, we're trying. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious because I like that format of, so it's four CrossFit classes, two weightlifting classes, and then one in speed and agility class. So mm-hmm. do most of the girls come to all of those or does it kind of depend? 
So they come to, they can only come to one weightlifting class a week um, just for numbers, but we're hoping to offer them that they could come twice a week in the fall. That's our goal. I just, we just had another weightlifting coach come on. So before it was just me and we kept the class at 15. So it was hard. And I mean, that, that class sold out the first class sold out in like minutes. And then, so I created another one and this is our second. So we started that in the spring. This is our kind of second round of it. So they're getting better. Um, so it's a little bit easier to coach them before I was teaching that, teaching them every second of the class. And now I know they still get supervision while they're squatting, but they are like pro squatters now. So they don't really need a ton of help with that and we can shift around. But, um, one of our coaches, Tracy has just started with our weightlifting program. So once I get her up and running after this session, she'll be good to run her own class in the fall. So we'll, they'll get to come a little bit more. Okay. And that's interesting that you kept, I mean, that makes sense why you kept the weightlifting and then, cause the across the classes, I mean, you're doing body weight stuff. They're usually okay. You're like, mm, yeah, will be fine. Yeah. yeah. Other than when they're like running outside, um, and we have one coach outside to make sure that they're, you know, don't get hit by a car or anything. Um, but yeah, for the most part, their body weight stuff is good. They're, they move well. Um, they've learned they're, they're still moldable enough that they can change things pretty quickly, yeah. but we need to, our main priority during weightlifting is just keeping them safe and moving in a good movement pattern. So yeah, it gets capped. Yeah. And then the speed and agility, is that like speed and agility? Yeah. Yep. We actually meet at the track. Um, yep. And then, so they'll do a warm up, and then we do, we take a little bit of the aerobic capacity stuff. We use a little bit of that and then it's all, um, ladder drills, cone drills, kind of sprinting agility stuff. So they like that too. Yeah, that's, that is really, that's really good training. So we do a little bit of, um, injury prevention in that class too. Just some like ACL rehab stuff. Okay. that's The PT in me comes flying out during that. I mean, the ACL is no joke, man. I tore mine and it is no joke. So and they say that's like, I feel like that's a common injury. My doctor is only among females. So I I think that's great. (laughs) Out of 130 girls in three years, we've had one torn ACL during sports. So. Yeah, they're working hard on their hip strength. Yes, I think that's amazing. That's really good. I love that you have the PT background. And you yeah. have all of that. And you're like, got a great mindset for this. So that's really cool. I hope you. so. Yeah. Thanks. So so it sounds like um, also you have – I know you mentioned like your coaching staff is awesome and all the help that you've got. <laughs> and even like um, – I think you said Tracy coming on and all that. So can you tell me a little bit about um, maybe finding coaching staff or teens program, you know, what do you look for? Who, who, who do you bring on? Yeah. So we, I choose slowly. Um, luckily I'm a member of the gym and a coach of the adults. So I get to see that a lot. Um, initially we had brought on Lindsay, not, no one had their level one. Um, and Lindsay, Lindsay was a college cheerleader. She, she exercises well. Um, she's always in the gym. She's, she's peppy. She's cute. She's fun. I was like, Hey, I, I saw that she wanted to coach maybe a little bit, but was a little bit tentative. Um, so a couple of years ago, I asked her to start shadowing me and think about coming on to our staff. I knew she had nighttime. She was teaching at the time. Um, so I knew she had some nighttime availability and she said yes. And so that worked. So it was Lindsay and I for a little while. And then we started just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I looked for another coach um, and kind of like, decided a little bit more slowly still no one else in the gym had their level one um that you know also had the time available and had 
that had visions that I thought would align with mine. Um, until I found our second coach, Carrie Ann, we call her KA. Um, so she came on maybe last summer. She had a job that would allow her to help me in the afternoon class. So that was great. So then I had coach Carrie and coach Lindsay for a while until just recently where we found, so that was for the last year and they've been working super hard on being able to coach their own class. Oh, rewind. So she coach, coach Carrie and coach Lindsay, they used to coach with me. They were like my assistant coach. They hadn't taken their L1 coach. Carrie had had it on her goals for a little while, um, but just kind of never pulled the trigger. So then I didn't nudge them at all, but I think just being in the space and seeing more and they decided that they were going to go together. So they go to their level one together. Yep. Um, and we told the girls all about it and how they have to take an exam and they have to sit through these two days. And, um, so they did that and they were awesome. I mean, they had already been coaching for Lindsay, probably a year and a half, Carrie six months. Um, so I think they had a different look and both had been crossfitting for years, years and years. So they go do their level one, they pass their exam. Great. So that freed me up that I could, you know, at least be able to go on vacation and um, yeah. Yeah, oh have some help and, and not have um, to worry about the girls. So we, so then when I would leave, they would coach together. And now we've been working the last, um, the, really the whole summer session, working super hard on them being able to each individually run a class and everything that's involved in the class. So from you know writing the programming down on the whiteboard to doing the whiteboard talk, managing the clock, managing the girls, setting it up, gets a little logistically crazy in there sometimes. Um, you know, making sure the music's right so that the girls are happy, and then <laughs> occasionally getting a little Instagram feed in there. So they're doing awesome, um, and it's it took me a little while to learn how to step back and, and let them be themselves and not just look for me in them and realize that they each have their own flair and can bring something to the table that I can't and that the girls don't need to just learn from me seven days a week. Um, and having some other influences are great. So Lindsay brings that like peppy, spunky, gymnasticky feel to class. And then Carrie Ann is super strong. Um, she's an engineer, so she's always, you know, guiding them in like women in business roles. And so she brings another something to the table that is awesome. That's really cool. I mean, it sounds like you have great role models for these yeah. girls and that's a huge deal. <laughs> yeah. We're, we roll like a little squad now, so it's great. That's awesome to you. That's, <sighs> Thanks. Not, yeah. yeah, that's really cool. And I mean, I know you, you had said just like, yeah, it's just important to give them your guys' attention and to, uh, attention and to be their role models and to just love on these girls even in this, like, these seven classes that you get to see them during the week, you know, if that. So, and I think it's cool that you have such an awesome team that's, I don't know, just ready to fly and ready to do this. And you've been even, like, yeah. that you were even so conscious of who you brought on as a team where you said it, you were basically, you were slow to hire even though you needed someone because you're like, I want to hire the right person. Right. Which is huge. So it is huge. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a big deal. So I guess when it comes to like another let's say another gym far off place wants to start their own girls teen program. I mean, where do they begin in terms of even looking for someone to hire or marketing to the girls or building a program? Maybe what what are some of your uh, core tips or pieces of advice where how they can get started in this? 
Um, to get started, I guess, you know, don't try to plan the, the end game before you start the beginning. Just, you know, if, if you, if you create it, they'll show up and just be patient. So, you know, we, I, I could start with 10, I had 11 and that was it for a while. And, and at first I was like, oh gosh, I only got 11. I was, you know, expecting much more, but I just embraced those 11 and, and cared about them, invested in them, listened to them, um, and really gave them my full attention and then pour your heart into that program. And then when you're hiring other coaches, you know, find other people that, that linger and, and just kind of watch the girls or ask questions about them or, you know, or liking their things on social media or asking me questions and then, and then kind of wiggle into their space. I mean, that's how I found coach Tracy and now coach Abby. Um, Tracy helps with the weightlifting, but she was just kind of spending time asking about them, asking how I program for the weightlifting. And, and I was like, hmm, maybe we're onto something here. And then, and she's been a great addition to the team. And then Abby, Abby's actually in her fifth year of college right now. And she started in the program years ago before I had it. It was like this very small program. Actually, it was just Abby and one of her friends to the point where they're like, all right, you can just join adult class. Um, but so every year when Abby comes back from school, we try to have her come and just talk about, you know, what she used to do. She's now a division one athlete. Um, so she shares her story a little bit and now she's wrapped up her rowing career and she teaches a rowing class. So it's, I just kind of happened to fall into her, but she's been awesome this summer with the girls. So yeah, just find the people that, that, you know, find your tribe, like the people that align with your goals and that you think will care about the girls as much as you do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, man, I think it's cool. You're, you're impacting these young lives that will hopefully take whatever you're teaching them, which sounds like some awesome stuff and just take it with them throughout college and beyond. Like, I just think that's awesome. So I, guess, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. We'll <laughs> that's the goal. It. <laughs> yeah, fitness just fitness is certainly just a byproduct of those four walls. It's it goes much deeper than that, which I'm learning. And and every day that I see that a little bit more, it's very humbling. I had someone write their college essay about how what CrossFit does for them, and her mom shared it with me, and it was. It, I saw her the next day and just hugged her. And she was like, what, why are you hugging me? And I'm like, your mom sent me your paper. And she was like, oh my gosh, she showed you. But I was like a puddle, just so proud of her and, and didn't know that that's what we were doing for her. And it's the same thing now with the little kids classes, the, the preteens, we have three of the older girls that have been kind of like OG girls from the teen program helping us. And last week, they it really hit home for them. One of the little girls was like, Coach Katie, your wall squats are so good. And and they play hockey, and they were, you know, we were at your state tournament game, and, and they, I was trying to explain to these teen girls, like, they hang on every word, and, and they don't see it. And I'm like, it's what you guys do to me, and now you're getting to see how you are paying it forward for them. Like, they don't even realize that that one extra high five you gave them, or when you bent down in front of them and you told her she was doing a good job or you corrected something is like changing their day, never mind their whole life. And so it was good for them to see that finally. I'm like, see, this is what this is why we do this. And they got it. So it's good. It's a good thing. I think that's so powerful. I think that's so cool. And now those girls, like you said, those teen girls are getting experience exactly what you get to experience. Which is just awesome, Tia. Like that, it is awesome. That's really. I know. Neat. I get so jazzed up about it, and and try to share it with everyone else. And until it 
it happens that I feel like they don't get it and they just think I'm crazy. And then it, and you know, then someone gives her a high five and tells her how good her wall sits are. And she's like, I was just doing a demo. And I'm like, yeah, but you changed her day. So it's all just trickling down. I love that. I, what an impactful program. I think that's so cool. Thank you. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as we talked about it and you sent me information about it, I was like, this is neat. And I feel like more people should do this. <laughs> I know. I wish everyone would start start them. Yeah. So I guess, Tia, just last, maybe last thing. Well, I mean, what would you tell other affiliates out there about this uh, girls team program? What would you tell other people who are looking to try something or do something? Or what would be that final piece of advice that you would give them? Um, my biggest piece of advice in what my other four coaches would say is, is to just be extra, right? Just be everything that those girls need. Um, those other four coaches keep me in check, which is funny. I come up with these like big lavish ideas and they either support them or talk me off the ledge just a little bit. Um, but you know, just support the girls and, you know, sometimes they're a little bit afraid to be so extra or be themselves. And if they can see me doing it and my other coaches just being so raw with them, then they'll get it and it'll move forward nicely. I like that. Be extra. You should get that on yeah. a shirt. Be extra. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't made a shirt that yeah, says I'm that like, yet. Yeah, come on. You, you, could do, you could have different, like, three different colors. You could change it. Oh, like, my gosh. I know. They would kill me. Class. Like, you have a different <laughs> shirt for everything. Like, you should have a different I mean, they get it. They get a new sticker every day. They yeah, it's just oh, like I, I that's that how too. extra. You had mentioned how you guys give them like stickers and stuff for doing well on like or getting their first rope climb or even like yeah. their driver's license. Yeah, so we have neat. the um the Florian Stars and Stripes sticker. The girls will know exactly what that means. Um, they all want to earn that sticker. So the motto is earned, not given. Um, so that's how they earn that sticker, right? That everything else. Uh, some of the other stickers are just you know, whatever they're for their water bottle. It's probably more marketing for us than it is. And you know, my sticker, my water bottles filled with stickers. So why there should be two and that's fine. But that stars and stripes sticker is a big deal. So they have to earn it and they can earn it by, you know, improving some athletic ability or just by being a good human being. So we're doing a fundraiser right now um, to actually help the Kiala foundation out in Hawaii and so the girls are bringing in, um, you know, clothes or sneakers that they don't need or wear as often anymore. Um, and they're fundraising money. So the first girl that signed up for her fundraising page, she got a Stars and Stripes sticker. And then the first girl that brought in, you know, her donated sneakers, she got her sticker. But then they also get it for like nailing their first double unders or doing double unders like fully in a workout or, you know, their first rope climb or, yeah, their license making honor roll becoming a um sports all scholastic you, you name it i mean and it's every coach is knows where they are and is allowed to hand them out so you know someone nails a, a pr on a back squat boom sticker someone you know picks up a rowing tip that abby's been giving them and she finally executes it well boom sticker so but they know that they have to earn them and they're not just given out very easily we had one girl the other day and she was like but so-and-so does double unders every workout. And I'm like, I know. Yeah, that's, she does them every workout. So they're easy for her now. She's got to, she has to prove herself doing something else. And she was like, oh, I get it. I get it. It's not just a double under sticker. I'm like, no. No, it's, it's, it's something more than that. It's like you said, it's, um, 
it's earned, not given, right? Is that what you said? Earned, not given? Yep. Yeah. It's that. So, oh, that's, yeah, I, that's really cool. I forgot you guys did that, which is really neat. Yeah. So, well, cool, Tia. Well, this program's awesome. I hope the preteen girls just keep growing, too. Um, yeah, me too. I'm excited to see where the fall goes for them. We're yeah. trying to nail down our fall schedule for them. So yes, we'll see yeah. how many times we can sneak them in. They're so cute. I, I'm sure they're adorable. Yeah, I can, I can, I'm trying to picture one of them trying to get on an assault bike and being unable to reach. The oh place. my God. Some of them funny. can't even reach. They're so small, but they, let me tell you, they pick up double unders faster than any adult I've ever oh. tried to teach. I'm like, just spin it twice. And they go, okay, they just do them. I know, it's they're crazy. Springy. They're just springy and they're able to do yeah. all stuff. I mean, I see kids do stuff. I'm like, what? I know. Like, and they don't have any bad going? habits yet. Yeah. They're so, like you said, they're so moldable. This is, this is the time mm-hmm. to get them in the gym and yeah. molding them because yeah. they'll be easy to mold. Well, easier. Right. It's not easy, but easier. So right. Yeah, I just fine-tune them a little bit and yes. off they go. Yeah, yeah, no. So it's really awesome. I mean, it's really cool what you guys are doing, that girls' team program. So I really hope it continues to grow and thrive and flourish. And, um, yeah, and hopefully those of you who are listening today to this will – start your own program or um, maybe reach out to team and be like, Hey, I have some questions or something or just, just do something because these girls are being impacted at CrossFit Florian, which is really cool. And imagine if every affiliate did something similar, and was impacting their own group of teen girls. Like, yeah, some, absolutely. We have some awesome people coming up into the world as adults. So, yeah, but yeah. So Tia, thank you so much for being on the show today. Super appreciate it. It's great having you. Um, and just hearing about this awesome program that you've been growing. Kettlebell Kitchen offers meals designed by nutritionists, prepared by chefs, and conveniently delivered so you can spend more time in the gym and less time in the kitchen. Use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard, or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com Peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.